Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to the third episode of the Traveling Principles Podcast, and today we're going to jump right into it. It's going to get dangerous, I'm not going to lie to you. Collaboration versus class size. That's how we're rolling. Um, to give you the skinny, collaboration is the key to cross-curricular planning and is the basis for well-prepared and relevant project-based learning. It offers teachers the chances they need during the day to figure out how to get their minds right, figure out how to refocus, how to communicate, listen to music if they want, have a snack if necessary, heck, eat a meal, but it's dedicated time during the day to teacher recuperation, clarity, inquiry, and at times, mindfulness. Um, so the message sent is one that gives teachers a professional environment, enables thought and creativity, uh, and hopefully fosters positive growth and healthy change. The flip side of this is usually the impact to class size. So because collaboration is something that is not going to be time added to the day, it would substitute um, or redefine how the already existing day must be spent. Um, so for example, a standard East Coast high school teacher may teach five periods a day, which is also the same for Ventura County, California high school teachers as well. If a teacher had a duty-free lunch and a prep period, that's the entire school day in addition to classes taught. Um, for an East Coast teacher, they may have two prep periods as they teach shorter periods, um, just more of them. And so if I took a teaching period away and made it a collaboration period, this would mean less classes offered and more students in the classes that are remaining. It could mean as many as maybe 10 kids per class, depending on your school size and how many students uh, you have overall. So one less period taught means more students in the classes that are remaining, meaning teachers get more time to collaborate instead of teaching. The loaded question that we have, therefore, is does this make it less about kids and more about teachers? Um, or does this investment in teachers become more beneficial for students? Well, let's face it. I can see how both sides would make waves. At my current school, we have collaboration. When a teacher says that they would rather have less kids, it tells me they are not collaborating. They do not value collaboration because they don't collaborate. Uh, if I want to have more classes with fewer students in them and not prepare any more than I am now, what does it matter how many kids I have in my class anyway? The notion today of spending hours and hours outside of school time is just not commonly the habit of teachers. Preparation time is used during the day. And teachers will make it known at all cost that they have little time to do what they need to as required by their students. If a teacher has fewer students, it's less grading, less attention needed to be spread out in class, and less is better. But a study conducted by the Campbell Corporation published in October 2018 
stated that smaller class sizes show small yet still improvement in reading achievement. And when speaking of mathematics, results showed actually the reverse effect with class uh, small class sizes. And so um, I'll, I'll post the article in the notes of this podcast. Um, and I'll, I'll, I got the study here too for those who like really want to nerd out. Um, but wh- what does this mean? It, it raises the question that the impact on a school's budget um, that is caused by smaller class sizes, which really means more sections are needed depending on the staff, I suppose, um, might not be money well spent if you're making those decisions for your school. Uh, now, if you've spent your money on an added collaboration period, you're in essence setting the tone for an environment which still uh, adds the element of collaboration into the staff's day, not spending the money on more sections or more staff needed instead, uh, and that may be a smarter move. Um, questions you could ask about collaboration, let's say, if, if, if that's the route you're trying to go, right? Let, let me play the devil's advocate. Let me let the traveling principal come up in there and come at you from every angle, you know? Um, I'll give you the omniscient perspective. What do you need to do in order to put it in to your school day? Boom. If, if you can get it into your school day, right? Because you are going to have to redo your entire matrix. If you can get it into your school day, how is that possible? What do you need to replace? What is collaboration going to look like? Um, can you create collaboration teams? You know, <clears throat> let, let, me, let me just rewind for a second. What does collabor- collaboration look like? Is not like, you know, I'm not saying literally, but when you have it, is it going to be in a specific room? Are you guys going to go for a specific amount or percentage of a period? Or is it going to be the entire time? Is it going to be weekly? Is it going to be a couple times a week? Is it going to be A days, B days? You know, that that's what I mean um, by like the setup there. Can you track it with goals? Um, as I would highly recommend. And, uh, you know, always obtainable smart goals, right? Um, what needs of the school and the students can be met during this time? You know, if you're a, if you're a low performing school, perhaps the inquiry, um, you know, would be just invaluable time spent for you guys. Um, because, you know, I would ask the the major question is how can you use data, uh, to inform those meetings? And if you're a school that's in need of improvement and you're thinking of collaboration as your route that you want to travel down, let me tell you something right now. If you fill it with inquiry, you will show signs of success within no time. Now, if collaboration is your bag, because for some strange reason, small class sizes aren't showing blazingly clear evidence that this is super effective with statistical comparison, um, what needs can it meet in your school? Um, let me ask the obvious. Do smaller class sizes simply please the teacher and not have the beneficial impact we'd have hoped it would have on students? Um, I mean, I taught small classes and I taught large ones with kids sitting in the hallway and on my desk. My mentality with the large class was simple. I'll make it work. 
me and those kids bonded against New York City Board of Education, and we showed them that it didn't matter. Um, with the small class, we kicked butt, man. Um, my definition of success was different, and I knew that it would form a different bond with the kids uh, I had in that class because we could. When you have small, you create more of a relationship with the student. This, from my firsthand experience, I definitely have to say. So, you know, if, if, if we're going to go at collaboration and, you know, I want to fairly represent smaller class sizes. Um, you know, I've had them and I was stoked every time I walked through the door. Um, so at what point in time do you ask yourself, how much control does the teacher have? Um, you know, I'll, I'll answer that one for you. They have it all. The teacher standing in front of those students has the ability to lead that class in any direction that they see fit. Look, I know kids are tough. I know kids have needs. And I know having more of them in a room makes that harder. However, have you ever taught a class and thought or even said to the class, this would be better if everyone was here? Or, no, 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 we can't do it today because we don't have enough students. You know, maybe there's a field trip or, or, or right before a holiday or, you know, how that stuff goes. Now, you might remember thinking to yourself, dang, this sucks. Grading 30 success days tonight. While thinking of a class you taught with 20 kids in it. Or how about when the entire class is crazy and talkative, day before a holiday, Friday afternoons, or whenever, man. You associate this with knowing it would be easier if you had less kids. Does it benefit the kid as much as it may benefit the teacher, though? Because it doesn't seem to statistically. Does it benefit a teacher's state of mind to have less kids in the classroom? Absolutely. And without question, it makes it the job easier. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just logical. Um, I've known teachers who thought it wise to revolt based on a large class size of 36 to 38 students per class. What then happened was the remainder of the staff who were sold on directing their classes of students along the ride of content that they had planned based on those numbers. And they were grooving, man. Um, they, they knew they had that number of kids and they, they planned accordingly. Um, they viewed the complaint as if it was from someone who didn't know any better, I guess, um, didn't have a full grasp on their students, and they just did not agree. Um, this made the teacher be faced with a decision. If you're going to hang with the rest of the warriors on this staff, you need to teach. Um, this teacher did not know how to collaborate, though. Uh, and so the rest of the staff viewed the collaboration time as more valuable. Um, perhaps they knew something we don't yet. Um, perhaps they like the peace of mind. Perhaps their students benefit from the true project-based learning that's going on in the classroom. Um, you know, there, there's a lot to be said here within that example. I mean, you know, the, the grass is always greener. However, you know, there, there's always two sides of a coin. Um, you know, do, do I think small class sizes benefit kids? Of course they do. Um, a happy teacher makes for a happy student. Um, however, defining happiness is what seems to be more that question. Um, 
defining time best spent, and ultimately, for the administrator, money well spent. Um, these are the questions that will guide your staff. You, as a leader, must make do with what you have, um, just like the teacher. You have the ability to control the situation and make it work for you. Um, you know, I, I cannot harp enough on um, if this is the time that you're given throughout the course of your day, you know, you're, you're getting a, a salary, you're getting paid for that time. Um, if this, the administrator of your school and you are a teacher is giving you time to collaborate, um, you know, define what it is that can truly assist enhancing your pedagogy. I mean, if, if I went home and knew that I was planned and, and everything was graded and, and I was ready to go for like the rest of the week, it was almost like a quasi-vacation. As soon as I left school, boom, I could, I could hang again. Um, you know, it, it, it made things very um, efficient. And so, you know, I don't want to go back to planning and, and the importance of how you spend your day. Um, if you're an administrator, you have to think, you know, a lot of the public schools, the comprehensive school sites have been doing things the same way for a thousand years, right? You know, same bell schedule for a thousand years. Um, and so why would we change it? But if you're sitting there wondering, you know, your scores are low, the morale is low, you have major issues that revolve around instruction. Um, you know, you have no collaboration whatsoever. Maybe you have a, a once a month staff meeting with a once a month department meeting or something like that. I think that's what we used to have in New York. Um, you know, you, you, you have to figure, is that time well spent? I know it's a contractual obligation. Um, and, and we'll go that route throughout our, our, this podcast here in talking about, you know, teacher contracts and, and, and the impact that that has on education. Um, but it's, it's also, you know, if, if you have yet to do it, try collaboration, try it, with some staff and see what comes out of it. If anything, some ideas, some conversation, which is always going to be valuable to any educator. Um, even if it's stuff you don't like, it's more things you don't like, right? And so you know that it, you, you don't have to try it. Or it could just be another tool in the toolbox that you could use um, when you're when you're working with all kinds of different learners. You know, I get it that small class sizes is immediately going to be something that any teacher would prefer over collaboration. Um, but you know, the impact that that has on a school's budget is something that a lot of teachers never understand. Um, until they're like forced to be faced with some sort of grant or something that they wrote, or if they climb the ladder and start to see the other side of, of what is going on in, in a school system, you know, it's, it just, it's something that's kind of unbeknownst to teachers and, and the, the value of, of what we spend is oftentimes, you know, so critical, the trickle down effect is magnanimous. So, you know, regardless of what you have, if you can't figure out how to put it into place, um, because you'd have to shake up the whole system, you know, or if shaking up the whole system is what you're looking to do, you know, the one thing you're going to have to factor in with regards to that decision is going to be time. You know, how much time is it going to take for me to make this decision? How much time I'm going to have to meet and plan with everyone? You know, you're going to have to get stakeholders involved, which are your teachers. What if you put the, the decision on them? If you knew you were a school in improvement 
and you knew that you had to do something, you know, what if, if you had in your, your teacher team meetings or, or in your department conference or faculty conference, if you conducted a survey and you put it out to the staff and you're like, look, here's the deal. This is what we're thinking of. You can either have this or you can have that. This is the impact that both may have. You know, these will be our expectations with both. This is how we would clearly define both. You know, um, it wouldn't be as organic um, with regards to collaboration for a large comprehensive school if you're introducing this and it's super new to them at the start, but it could definitely develop into something more organic as it goes and, and staff become to take, uh, you know, come to take advantage of it. So that being said, folks, you know, I, I just, I definitely wanted to bring this up. Um, collaboration is a huge buzz thing that's going on in California. Um, it was a major movement in New York. Class sizes, of course, has always been a topic of discussion. When it's a large class size, that usually seems to be the purpose if scores are low. Um, when it's a small class size, you have a, a teacher who seems to be a lot more happier because there's less kids in that class. So that being said, um, you know, both are definite routes. You can travel down as a school. I'd be happy to discuss more. Um, you can reach me at, um, via email, uh, consulting at gmail.com. Um, this is the traveling principal checking in with you once again on class sizes and collaboration. We are your one-stop shop for high school reform. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and have yourself a wonderful day.